Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. Today on Accent of Women, we look at the situation in two neighbouring Middle Eastern countries, Lebanon and Syria. Farah Kubesi is an activist and a researcher in gender, labour and migration. She's also a member of the Socialist Forum in Lebanon. She was in Australia for the annual Marxism conference organised by Socialist Alternative, and I had an opportunity to speak with her. First of all, you know, there has been a growing um, movement uh, since like 2011 until now in Lebanon, uh, opposing different uh, aspects of uh, uh, the regime uh, in Lebanon, whether sectarianism or on the level of uh, the regime's um, ec- uh, and economic policies. Um, so, since the outburst of the uh, Arab Revolution in the in the Arab world, um, we have seen the development of a growing uh, uh, movement that is expressing uh, discontent on so many levels and mainly uh, on uh, uh, the social and economic level as well. And we have seen a lot of uh, uh, workers' movement uh, and protest, the teachers' movement since 2011 that gathered like uh, tens of thousands of teachers and public uh, uh, public employees. Um, the, the, yeah, the economic policies in, in Lebanon are very much aligned to or benefit uh, um, the capitalist uh, uh, class. And since 2008 in Lebanon, we didn't have uh, uh, the, 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 um, the national budget. It stopped. And now with the new government that has been appointed, uh, the Hariri government, uh, um, it's, um, the, the national budget is being discussed. And one of the first elements uh, to be uh, discussed is to impose uh, more taxes on uh, the working class and the poor people, on consumers uh, as well. So not the banks, not the real estate uh, who ben- that benefit from uh, a very reduced uh, uh, tax uh, uh, taxes and uh, they have a very uh, um, uh, tax havens and enjoy a lot of benefits in this regard, um, while uh, taxes on uh, consum- consumptions are growing. So uh, people uh, um, just went to the street and started uh, oppo- uh, opposing this uh, these uh, new taxes. And uh, the government was... Uh, pressured to retrieve uh, all uh, uh, its decisions to impose uh, additional taxes on people. And this is the government of Michel Hayoun as well as Saad Hariri. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. Um, Weren't they... The new president is Aoun, the new uh, president of the Republic, and the new prime minister is Hariri. And... I thought they were democratically elected, but you're suggesting otherwise. Um, there has no, n- not been any kind of elections 
uh, parliamentary elections in Lebanon uh, since uh, eight years. And uh, we had only uh, municipality elections uh, last year in which uh, a, uh, yani, which um, gathered a lot of uh, competition, actually, and people uh, uh, were forming campaigns where independent candidates uh, ran against uh, uh, political parties in power. And um, it was the first election that we had since eight years in Lebanon. Um, so actually now we are, uh, uh, there's a discussion over having uh, new parliamentary elections, but it seems that uh, the, the political parties in power are more, uh, feel that a lot of stress from the growing discontent of people and people uh, trying to organize more uh, on to, to compete with, uh, uh, independently, to compete with the ruling uh, parties. And actually, two days ago, we had elections at the Order of Engineers, which is a union for engineers uh, in Lebanon. And uh, an independent uh, list of candidates was running against uh, uh, a list of that gathered candidates from the uh, ruling uh, parties. And uh, actually, uh, the, this uh, uh, independent uh, list was able to win uh, over uh, uh, the list that was supported by all the political parties uh, in power in the order, which is very symbolic, and it shows a lot of... Uh, it tells a lot about the level of discontent in the country and the growing uh, need for uh, a real opposition that is independent from uh, the ruling uh, political parties in Lebanon. You were talking about a growing movement of discontent amongst the people of Lebanon, and it reminded me of the You Stink campaign. What mm -hmm. is there an outcome to this campaign? Were the issues of the municipal workers resolved, or is the campaign continuing? Uh, the the Justine campaign uh, was a campaign that um, started in Lebanon in 2015, uh, and its main uh, goal uh, um, was to protest the state's mismanagement of uh, the garbage crisis. So garbage started to uh, to accumulate in. Uh, different regions across the city, and people were very um, uh, outraged of uh, uh, this mismanagement because it showed a lot of corruption uh, within the state. So uh, people, uh, yani, this campaign and the protest movement were, uh, gathered like hundreds uh, of thousands of, uh, uh, of protesters across the country um, and a lot of issues were brought up, not the question of corruption only, not the question of garbage only, but the question of the right to housing, for instance, the, uh, the issue of minimum wage, the issue of uh, uh, the, the, the right to have access to hospitals and uh, to free education 
and all these issues that are, uh, yani people are denied, and these rights that are, people are denied from uh, in Lebanon, uh, people brought pro- brought these issues with them to uh, the protest. The problem is that we have very weak uh, organizations uh, in Lebanon. I'm, I'm talking about whether trade unions or on the level of political parties. Um, the opposition is very weak. And so this movement um, um, where unable to sustain themselves as street oppositions or street, uh, yani forms of uh, uh, street uh, mobilization uh, because of the lack of organized uh, bodies that would be able to um, to direct this frustration and to lead an opposition uh, against the government and as a political sectarian political parties in Lebanon. Is there a viable option for the left in Lebanon, whether that's a parliamentary left or, uh, I mean, I know you just spoke about the weakness of political organising, but what is is available? What are the options for workers in Lebanon right now? I think that today there is a big opportunity in organising more and strengthening our organisations. Uh, because of all what I've had described of this feeling of discontent and anger. Um, and as I told, I, I cited like many examples that show that people actually um, are desperately looking for uh, uh, alternatives to, uh, to the sectarian political parties. In Lebanon, we should not really propose anything con- uh, uh, that would uh, uh, offer like solutions to the crisis, the social and economic crisis that people uh, are, are passing through. So I think that today we have an enormous opportunity to be able to strengthen organizations and uh, to, to, to build uh, political parties, polit- yani, uh, leftist uh, political parties from below. Um, and this is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing because of the working class nature in, in Lebanon. And, um, you know, because after the civil war in specific and with the neoliberalization that took place, all the, 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 the centers of agitational politics that were in the 70s and the 60s before were smashed. Um, I'm talking about factories. I'm talking about uh, 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 big companies. I'm talking about even the Lebanese University, which uh, with this neoliberalization and privatization that took place uh, were dismantled in, in many ways. So the normal places where people from different sects and uh, different social backgrounds would gather, and where uh, they used to be the the classical uh, places where uh, the left has historically organized, were dismantled in different ways. So there's uh, a big, uh, and I think you in, in Australia would be able to uh, to relate to what I'm. 
uh, talking about uh, the same process uh, in Lebanon taking place all over the world with the neoliberal uh, uh, drive. So it's not an easy thing, but we need to be creative in our means of uh, organizing. Neighborhoods, uh, for instance, might be a good uh, uh, starting point, for instance, and universities uh, as well. Well, I actually wondered if a good starting point, certainly for the Lebanese working class, was the crisis in Syria. And I particularly wondered how many Syrian refugees had made their way into Lebanon and what the, the response from the populace has been. Um, there were, like, uh, since 2012, uh, a big number of uh, of Syrian refugees uh, came to Lebanon. We, in, today we are talking about approximately uh, three million uh, uh, Syrian refugees in Lebanon. Um, so, which is a a, a very big number uh, of people. Um, and the, the Lebanese government and Lebanese state uh, uh, response to this crisis is actually um, to deny <laughs> uh, uh, the refugee status uh, for, uh, uh, for uh, um, Syrian refugees and um, to close the border uh, and to deny them from the right to work. And to, yani, uh, 100% approximately to rely on international NGOs and, and the UN uh, to uh, support uh, the refugees. And with that, um, the, 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 the discourse of uh, the state and uh, many political parties in power was to scapegoat uh, the refugees for all uh, the economic crisis, unemployment uh, rates um, that that uh, that exist in the country. So uh, the refugees, the Syrian refugees, become the scapegoat for uh, uh, the inefficiency uh, of the state in actually uh, finding solutions for. Uh, the Lebanese people uh, uh, problems, and with that also a lot of uh, 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 a lot of racist discourse was circulating uh, against uh, Syrian refugees, and the left in general hasn't been able actually to challenge, not able, willing also to challenge uh, this discourse, and we had trade unions that actually um, played the role in. Galvanizing this uh, uh, this uh, racist uh, discourse for t um, and inciting the Ministry of Labor and the Security uh, Forces to stop what they called uh, competition, unfair competition between uh, uh, Syrian and Lebanese uh, workers. Um, so instead of you know uniting the force and organizing the newcomers to the economy, the, the new working class, uh, um, the, the trade unions uh, 
went into this, this, this very uh, racist uh, discourse. The whole uh, situation of today of uh, Syrian uh, workers and Syrian refugees in Lebanon is very beneficial for the Lebanese uh, uh, bourgeoisie in that sense that this very fragile situation, uh, whether on the level of uh, uh, not having the right to work, not having papers, many people are denied to be to be in Lebanon, and the state is making it more difficult for Syrians to be le legal in Lebanon. All the situation is creating a working class that is very open to exploitation and is very open. Uh, um, their 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 salaries are very low, their wages are very low, and they are very open to. Uh, to exploitation by capital, which means that this, this situation of not uh, legally uh, uh, welcoming the Syrian refugees in Lebanon is very, actually very ben beneficial for the economy uh, that is uh, directed by the capitalist class in Lebanon. I think there there are so many aspects to the the crisis in Syria, and we probably won't have time to talk about all of it. And you talked about the the um, communalism, or the xenophobia, even, or the racism, or the nationalism. Probably is more accurate the nationalism mm -hmm. of the Lebanese working class towards the Syrian refugees coming in. But at, a, at an yeah. international level, I feel like the left is being polarised and marginalised and split, split on the way to respond to Syria. You know, and it has been presented almost as two options, either you're with Assad or you're with the Free Syria Army. And I wonder, well, firstly, I think neither are viable options for the workers internationally to stand with. So is my question for you is what, what do you say uh, about the position for workers internationally to take on Syria and is there another more viable, more left-wing, more revolutionary position for workers to line up on on Syria? Well, I um, I think that uh, the Syrian revolution was um, not, not really... Um, it was very puzzling for the left to be able to position itself uh, over the Syrian uh, uh, Syrian revolution. First, we have to remind ourselves that the Syrian revolution is part and parcel of uh, the revolutionary wave in the Arab region. It's not an exception to uh, this wave. It is part and parcel of it. It has its root in it. And the Syrian people uh, uh, were demanding and still demanding what other Arab people were calling for, from freedom to equality to self-determination and justice. And uh, today, um, I think it's, it's becoming less puzzling in that sense. I understand all the complexities of the Syrian uh, revolution and with all the, the imperial uh, interventions uh, in Syria and counter-revolutionary forces with the fundamentalist uh, 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 fundamentalist forces, but still, it's very uh, uh, it's it's very uh, clear for me that uh, 
to stand with the people right the Syrian people right to self determination is the the line that uh, make uh, um, that determine the position uh, uh, of the left towards this uh, revolution and the the recent onslaught or the or the the new missile attack from the US that everybody is talking about as a serious development in the war in Syria. I mean, this has caused a realignment of um, loyalties of, uh, of politics across the region. Do you, what do you say about that and how do you understand how the various powers in the region and internationally are lining up and why? What, what is their motivation? Where is Russia? Where is China? Um, what do you, what, how do you understand what is happening? Okay, let me start by saying that first, uh, our position and my position is to oppose all military, foreign military interventions in Syria. Uh, this is first. Second is that I don't think that the strike, the U.S. strike against uh, uh, the Assad military uh, 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 base was um, in a sense a new phenomenon. Um, I mean, the U.S. has been bombing Syria uh, for the past two years, and no one objected it uh, because it was in line with the anti-terrorism uh, framework uh, through which Assad was uh, also considered as uh, an ally for uh, the U.S. and of course, uh, 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 Russia. So these, these were complementary. Yani the imperial forces were in coordination despite diversions uh, uh, within them. Um, so in that sense, the U.S. Uh, strike wasn't a new thing, but it was the first time that it hit uh, 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 an Assad uh, uh, base. And but at the same time, I don't, I don't think that it shows a uh, a total change in uh, uh, in the U.S. Uh, administration towards uh, the conflict in Syria. Um, I think like it's more of a strike or a um, slap on the face uh, of Assad that that came after the massacre, uh, uh, um, the chemical ma massacre in Khan Sehun. Um, and the message was uh, that you can continue, actually, to kill people in the, 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 the ways you have been doing uh, for years until now, but don't use chemical weapons in doing this. And don't embarrass me as and U.S. administration by killing people through uh, uh, chemical weapons. So I don't think actually it will change a lot in the direction and the politics uh, of the U.S. and uh, the, the, the American administration policy toward, uh, toward Assad. So, and, and those from the Syrian opposition and Syrian revolution who really count on Trump actually to to liberate uh, uh, the Syrian uh, uh, people, I think it's a very uh, wrong uh, position to take. The, the, the liberation of the, the Syrian, the, yeah, Syrian people will not come at the hand of any 
government in the world or in the region. It will co only come through the hands of, uh, uh, of the Syrian uh, people. And we need, on the left, internationally and regionally, to, uh, um, to mount solidarity with the Syrian people and uh, to, to make yani, a, a, a very strong uh, anti-war uh, uh, yani in the West, anti-war movement in support of the Syrian uh, revolution. But that has a very clear understanding and position against Assad as well. Well, that does take us to my final question, which you've partially answered, which is, what is the way forward, given that uh, we are seeing merely a development in the same intractable civil war in Syria with the addition of imperialist intervention, which had already been a consistent feature of the war. What is actually the way forward for workers in the region? I think that the priority now, the priority now is to end the war in Syria. Um, and but any 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 end of of uh, this war should not include uh, Assad as uh, uh, will will not will not take place while Assad is in power. Um, but to clearly say that this is the demand of the people actually to to end the war. This will give space for people to breathe, for people to be able to self-organize again after being very, very tired of six years of, uh, uh, um, of, uh, uh, of hell, you know, uh, in Syria. To end the war is the first demand. I said to leave and to have, uh, 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 to reorganize over the, the, the demand of the revolution, uh, um, to have a, a secular and democratic and diverse Syria that is uh, inclusive to all uh, the Syrian people uh, is something that uh, that needs to start uh, and need to continue uh, uh, now. That was Farah Kubaisi, activist and researcher in gender, labour and migration. She's also from the Socialist Forum in Lebanon. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Accent of Women. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.